my god what is up you guys welcome back to open dialogue i know this has been probably the longest break that i've taken thus far since starting my podcast i know there's only two episodes live and if you haven't watched them go and watch them listen to them they both have video and audio attached but yeah this is probably the longest break i've taken we have a lot to catch up on. We have a lot to discuss. We have a lot to talk about. As you can see, my background is very different. I'm sitting in bed, so we're getting comfy and cozy in this episode. I really just needed to talk. I needed to catch you guys up on my life. And there are some definitely, I would say, deep, difficult decisions. We need to talk about things we need to set the record straight on, if we will. Today's episode, of course, we have a check-in topic per usual every week. And then we'll get into our actual topics. Um, we were supposed to have our first guest for this episode. I don't want to spoil it. I kind of want to spoil it. But needless to, needless to say, that bitch backed out. So she's not a bitch, honestly. But she backed out. It didn't work out thus far. So we will have our first guest. Don't you worry, you guys. I'm trying to get a good lineup for you. But honestly, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's just like people. I don't know if it's the fact that... I'm clearly not in North Carolina right now, but I've kind of had a hard time conceptualizing like what guests I want on the podcast versus like who you guys would want versus like exactly what we, I want to talk about with these said guests. So this guest will still be coming on. I don't want to spoil it again, but I did want to fill you guys in on that front. Without further ado, let's get into our check-in topic, which is actually going to be my trip to Peru. I don't know if you guys know, I went to Peru about two weeks ago. I don't think I actually told you guys this. If you follow me on TikTok, which if you don't follow me, it's at you want more. Why are you not following me? What are you missing? Why are you missing it? Planned a trip for my ex-boyfriend to go to Peru. He's Peruvian, side story. So it was supposed to be his graduation trip, and we were supposed to go together. We're supposed to see all the sites where he grew up, blah, 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 and visit Machu Picchu. Not only did I break up with him before that happened, we also still continued to go. I invited my mom to come. Um, we obviously he like went did his own thing visited his family my mother and I still decided to go on the trip you guys Peru's food is amazing it was very culturally rich and diverse but if you are not a native Spanish speaker and you do not know anything about South America you never traveled to South America it is definitely going to be a high education for you it was a lesson learned for me in many ways it was kind of a series of unfortunate events I'm not gonna lie to you and I'm not dragging the country I'm not dragging like traveling to South America Truthfully, it's like unless you know and you're with someone who's from South America or just has been, I'll just say that, or at least speak Spanish, it is going to be a learning curve for you, okay? We had so much fun, though. My mom, I don't know about you guys and your travel buddies, your travel plans, I think it's easy to get very sick of people when you travel with them. So you have to have, like, your OG travel squad. You have to have people that you travel extremely well with. And that's my mom for me. Like, me and her go on trips around the world. We've literally been to multiple countries together at this point. And she's just my OG. Like, she matches my energy so well. I love that bitch to death. We literally travel so well together. So we were riding the waves together. Um, we went to Lima and we went to Cusco in Peru. Again, the culture, amazing. Very different than what I expected going on this trip. But still, amazing nonetheless. The food was so good, which I did expect. It's just navigating, again, like the traveling, navigating the language barriers, which, mind you, like, yo hablo español. I do speak a good amount of Spanish, but still, my mom speaks zero Spanish, you guys. It was 
yeah imagine being like a translator but also in your mind you're like trying to say little random things and also people are speaking a million miles a minute as spanish at you it just which i mean as they should it's their country i don't expect them to speak english but i think when as an american when you travel to europe or whatever other places even in mexico a lot more people speak english than you would think or just that's from been in my experience and it was very different in peru and i guess as you get to like south and central america it's just slightly more different so a learning curve there um they don't have dryers just forewarning letting you know that now and we went during the winter so we're like leaving our window open to dry like our fucking underwear and pants and stuff and mind you i'm wearing like athleisure because it's cold like it was like in the 60s you guys and it's like raining outside and overcast and i'm expecting my fucking underwear to dry you guys i was using a hand warmer and like a space heater and at one point a blow dryer to dry my clothes so needless to say it was a learning curve a little story time for you guys as you know we are gonna go to machu picchu as well that was like the climax of the trip for me that was literally like no pun intended the mountain top for me okay i have been thinking about this for months and months and months i initially booked this trip in january so my mom's coming now i have to buy new tickets for her and train tickets etc mind you people book the tickets to machu picchu they book the trains and stuff like that months in advance you guys months in advance because they only have a certain amount of people that they let in every single day and it's only in increments of four hours so like if you miss it you're done. I'm looking at my train ticket the day before we're supposed to go. And it says boarding time 4.30 a.m., departure time 7.30. So I'm like rereading the emails, just seeing like what is, you know, when are we supposed to go? What's the gag? What's the tea? Let me make sure I have my shit together. If you don't know anything about me, I am a planner. I love a plan. My mom, same way. We're thick as thieves when it comes to that. So I read an email and it's like arrive 30 minutes before train departure time. Departure time ride, 7.22. So we got there at like 6.45 in the morning, and these two women who work there, the train stewardesses, I guess, I don't know what like the right terminology would be, are looking at me so crazy, and I'm like, well, what's going on? Like, we're here for the train. Mind you, there's nobody in the lobby, not a soul. So I'm like, okay, um, what's going on? Like, I feel like the audio, I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, oh, you guys missed the train. She said it so just like regular, like as if she was like, oh, do you want McDonald's? You guys missed the train. And I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> like all of this in totality, it cost me almost a grand for us to visit. This is a day trip to Machu Picchu. So I'm like, there's no way we missed it. And she's like, oh no, you guys can try to get on another train and go to an alternate train company if you take a taxi two hours away and then you possibly can get on that train. She's like trying to riddle and scheme for us to possibly be able to still go. But I guess Machu Picchu is about four hours from Cusco, from the city that you, that's like the starting point that you start there, then you go up to the mountains, whatever. Um, so needless to say, we missed it. We actually did not in fact get to go to Machu Picchu. Did I have a full blown tantrum like a toddler? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And I stand behind that. I stand behind that because there are just some moments that break you. And I know we all have these moments. We are all human. I wasn't cruel or rude. Like I wasn't mean to the stewardesses, but I kind of felt bad to my mom. Not that I was mean to her either, but just to watch her 26 almost year old daughter, like full fledged scream and like stamp her feet and just profusely cry in the middle of a train station in um, Cusco, Peru was probably not what she wanted to do that day. And I also was just so devastated that we missed the freaking Machu Picchu trip, you guys. So I'm still coming to terms with it. It's really still um, sitting within my soul, if you will. 
but needless to say, we actually ended up leaving the next day. We cut our trip short. We were supposed to be there for 11 days. We actually left after seven. I was so happy to come back to Miami, to come back to the States. I think a week was perfectly long enough for me. And truly lesson learned about the planning of the trip, about like stuff to do. Not that I have regrets again, going with my mom. We always enjoy time together. I have so much gratitude that we were able to like see another country together and experience it. But you know when you're just like, damn, this is the biggest life lesson. I would never do this again. That is exactly how I felt. Like no shade, no tea. I'm keeping it real with you guys. I had just had enough. I saw what I needed to see and I was ready to go home. Thank goodness gracious. We were able to come back early and yeah as you can see i'm in a different setting i'm in miami florida with my bae that's one of the things i don't think i'm going to talk too much about it on the podcast just because i know everybody be lurking i know the the feds are watching and i don't particularly want that so i'm going to keep it at that but yes i'm here in miami and i'm here for about a month because i work remotely i work from home so we have the capacity to work wherever shoddy and i would much rather work for miami florida versus North Carolina, if you know what I mean. Um, so that was really my Peru check-in. And if you guys want to see um, vlogs, I did vlog every single day of my trip, including more details on the story time on my TikTok. As I said, if you guys don't follow me, you can always follow me as all my socials are at you want more on every platform. And you can watch my vlogs there that I did on the daily. Our first topic that I wanted to really touch on today, um, as some of you may know, I just celebrated a birthday. My birthday is September 28th. Shout out to all of the motherfucking Libras. Libra season is upon us. It's the best season, the most luxurious season, the most loving season, the most beautiful season. So if you're a Libra, happy birthday to you. I wish you well. I wish you prosperity. I, pre I wish you wealth and health and everything you've ever wished for. But yes, on September 28th, I turned 26. And I wanted to take a moment on the podcast to really reflect and think about some of the things that I just really had wanted and wished for myself as well as manifested into the world. So of course, as every year, I think this is super pertinent. If you don't do this, you really should start is journaling. I've advocated for this many times on the podcast before I'm an avid journaler and I think it's so crucial and important to sit down and write down your dreams and your goals and put that into actual words on a page, like speak that into the universe with conviction and with passion. And one of the things I think is super important is to do that around your birthday and to really reflect on the things that you had learned this year and the growth that you had. And that's really ultimately what I first started my journal entry on was the amount of layers that I've grown within the last year, even from 25 now to turning 26 or 24 to 25. I am so freaking proud of myself. And I think this is something that we don't say enough. I was actually weirdly enough talking to my mom about this while we were in Peru is we don't pat ourselves on the back enough. Like I am so proud of the woman that I constantly evolve and grow into that stands before you guys today. Like even down to having this podcast and starting it and staying consistent with it, even if it looks different than what I thought, even if it's not this big posh studio and I'm not, you know, Alex Cooper talking to millions of people interviewing like the craziest guests ever. Everybody starts somewhere. And I think 
as long as I'm able to remain consistent and live out my dream and speak my truth. And there's even one person that sits behind this camera and listens. That is so important. And I think it's important as a woman, especially to be able to look in the mirror and say, I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of the person that you're becoming. And that takes work. There has been many moments in my life that I've not been able to say that or do that. Or I felt uncomfortable, almost insidious, like evil looking in the mirror and saying those things and about myself like I would be so happy to cheer anyone else on but when it came to me I wasn't really I didn't have that level of conviction I didn't really look at myself and think I was someone to be proud of oh tear like that honestly can make me cry right now I'm so happy that through just this past year I would say I've really valued myself and seen myself as capable and stepped more into that power and the conviction that I do have as a person and just more in that goddess aura of like you deserve everything you've ever wanted and you have every capacity to go after that and get that and I really genuinely believe in my 25th year that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned was understanding that you create your reality and as much as I think I've said this before and as much as I can read my past journal entries where I acknowledge that it's more so stepping into that and owning that but actually acting in that light I was watching a TikTok video the other day and if I can find the video I'll post it uh, within like the clip for you guys but basically it was articulating that if you are someone and you see you know, yourself in a different light. Like you see, you know, I really want to be this business owner and entrepreneur or a really affluent woman who just has herself really put together and people consider put together. You need to walk as if you're that person. And I could not agree with that more. I think more often than not, we see other people living the life we want and we think like, oh, that could never be me. Oh, like, well, I'm not like that. I don't look posh. People don't perceive me that way. And it's all about your own perception of self. And the TikToker, the creator in this, was articulating like if you want to be that girl that is articulate is well-spoken and comes across knowledgeable and erudite then you need to put in the work to be that person and you need to start envisioning yourself as that person and honestly the way I put this to practice in my life because one that shit is very true you don't get anywhere without taking actions or taking steps but one of the ways that I really saw this uh, come to fruition in my own life was waking up early and going to the gym I always used to think you guys if you know me IRL you know that I used to be like I've always been a morning person, so you can't take that. But the people that would wake up at like 5 a.m. and work out, I was like, oh, they're crazy. I could never do that. I could never do that. And even to this day, when I tell people like, oh, I wake up at 5.30, I work out, they're like, oh, I could never get up that early. And I'm like, I used to be you. It's all about your perception of self. If you want to be that person that is consistent in the gym, is consistent in their workouts, and you're like me and have a schedule where you have a 9 to 5 or like an 8 to 5, really – you kind of have to make that sacrifice. If I wanted to be that person that was consistent and really put myself first, which meant for me getting up earlier in the mornings, excuse me, that was disgusting. Getting up earlier in the mornings, being consistent in my workouts, prioritizing me and my peace, which, you know, comes in that form for me, at least of getting my workout in before I start all the bullshit of my day, before I deal with people, deal with clients, deal with family, friends, anyone getting up, putting my shoes on, my workout gear on that I feel good in and really getting that in, that was prioritizing me first. And until I made those conscious decisions day in and day out, I embodied the woman I wanted to be. 
of course it's easy. It's always going to be an easy excuse to be like, oh, I couldn't be like that. Or that, like, I wish I could be like that person. You can. I'm here to literally tell you, you can be that person. Seriously. It's like, you just have to start acting in that. And that was really something, again, like one, through that TikTok video, it almost like, I almost had like an epiphany moment. But two, that's something that I really started to walk in in my 25th year. And now I look at the consistency that it's built for me that starting my day earlier and really prioritizing me first, how it's helped my mental health, how it's helped my physical health, how it's just made me all around more positive and creative. And I felt like just giving me like the good energy that I needed. So I would say that within my 26 years, that is ultimately some of the lessons that I've really learned and just ways that I see like really amazing growth in myself. And I look at the Janae that stands in front of you that you're listening to right now. And I have such an air of positivity when it comes to in my 26 years of life, some of the things that I manifested. So let's talk manifestation. Let's talk one, getting over the hill of 25 and now being 26. So firstly, the things that I manifested right now, obviously with my podcast, I really want to grow this. I would love for this to be what I do full time. I would love for this to grow into even more than I can imagine, but just being known for my voice, being known for my intellect, for how articulate I am, for how wise I am and for the ideas that I have, um, bam, that's my dream job. When everybody ever asked what my dream job was, especially when I was a kid, I would want to be a talk show host. I would want to be Oprah specifically like to interview and to just really captivate audiences like that. So I feel as though that would definitely be one of the biggest things I'm manifesting within my 26 years on this planet. And then I would say secondarily is even within my nine to five, I'm not going to get too deep into it because there's powers that be and other things at play just to feel really valuable and just to feel like I am worthy. I will not the word that I wanted to use. I think just to really feel as though my value is appreciated and I'm seen for the capacity that I have as an employee and that I am happy. I want a company that has the culture that I'm looking for and just a really good environment for growth. So on the work front and professionally, those are really the goals that I have for me personally, understanding that personal growth is just always a journey. It's never linear and it's also never done. So I just want to continue to keep myself accountable and to keep working at my physical goals as well as to keep working at just my emotional goals, my spiritual goals, continuing to, <laughs> continuing to journal, continuing to prioritize my peace and journaling and just my own energy. Um, one of the things I really did want to discuss here is, and actually one of my favorite podcasts, which I've mentioned even in the last podcast episode is called just break up. It's available on Spotify, Apple, everywhere that it is. It is seriously so amazing. If you guys are into personal development, if you're into relationships and advice, they do kind of the full gamut of, um, all of those different content pieces and they're just amazing. So I love them. Shout out to Sam and Sierra. If you would ever listen to this, probably not, but whatever. I love you guys. And I am an avid listener of your podcast. One of the things they really discussed is kind of going into hermit mode. And when it comes to being a friend, being a partner, being a daughter, being a mom, whatever that case may be, but also needing to step inside yourself and needing to take time back. And I think that's something I completely resonate up until, you know, this phase of my life is I have gone into like extreme hermit mode. And if you can relate, like, I would love to hear your guys' feedback on this because it's really something that lately I have really stepped into. 
I'm a social person. I'm an extroverted person. I mean, for fuck's sake, again, if you follow me on like any sort of social media platform or even listening to this podcast, you're probably like, God, she talks a lot and she might be a little bit overactive on socials. So for me to really take steps back and especially from like my friends or just the people around me, it does take a lot. But I feel as though with even in my job professionally and also, you know, just being moving so much and being around so many people at times and giving so much of myself to friendships and even to my family at moments, I was getting so drained. I was getting so energetically just exhausted, like truthfully exhausted. And it got to the point where I found myself just being really unhappy, even in the relationships I knew I was happy in with friends and family. I just was so like numb. It was almost like kind of like borderline depression, but like seriously, I was very numb and it was so hard for me to get out of that. Like, I don't care about anything. I don't really like, I don't care. That's all my mind would think about. And it took time for me to really kind of shut down those people pleasing tendencies where I would always over, you know, commit like, yes, I'll go out. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I want to see you. Yes, you can come over. Like, yes, I'll spend time with you, even though I felt like my, you know, cup was completely dry. And finally, little by little, I had to start saying no more and like closing myself off more. And I feel like now after literally like six months of so many life changes, I finally feel like I'm at the place where I'm so so comfortable saying no you guys I fucking love being alone like I could sit here with my computer my microphone and my phone and just bullshit and parlay and literally probably only talk to my boyfriend for like at least months and be perfectly okay and that doesn't mean that I don't love my friends I don't love my family like obviously but I think when it comes to preserving your own energy and protecting your peace and just understanding your own limits, it can be so addicting once you finally stand up for yourself. Not even, I don't want to say stand up for yourself. Once you finally are in that energy of preserving your own energy, once you finally feel comfortable and confident with saying no and standing behind that and not feeling like you need to justify or over explain or you, know, you have to say yes, you have to do that. It is like so addicting, so soothing. Like, it is the best feeling. It really is. And it's one of those things where now being on the other side of that, really shutting down those people pleasing tendencies, I feel so amazing and confident. And it also makes me now realize how much deeper I level with my friendships when I do, you know, hang out or reach out to my friends or spend time with family without it constantly being that like overextending people pleasing version of myself that was constantly showing up. Felt like I had to show up for everything, for everyone at all points. Like once you really nip that in the bud and you understand what the root of that is, y'all, it is addicting. It's so freaking good. I feel like it is just such a like mind relieving, amazing feeling that just makes you feel really content. And then I also see now it's like once you stop the layers of betrayal with yourself and you see like all of the areas that you really went back on certain things or your boundaries and then you reiterate those boundaries and you stand behind them they just become so much more enforced and it becomes like almost second nature now that when I'm overwhelmed or at capacity to just be like, listen, I don't even have to explain it. I just really don't have, you know, the capacity to do this or, you know, I'm really not in that space to want to hang out today, but I'd love to see you another time and leaving it at that. I used to get so much anxiety, you guys. Oh my God. From just saying something like that, I would feel the need to literally write a paragraph. Like, of course I love you. Of course I want to come, but you know, it really, it's just not the time. And I would be in fear of someone's response. You guys, I used to like put my phone on do not disturb just so I couldn't see their text message coming in. So I think at 
many points in our lives we'll need to go into hermit modes and I genuinely want to push everyone do what is best for you do what feels right for you because sometimes it really is like your own mental spiritual you know inner self higher self being like listen you need to recheck some things and reiterate those boundaries and the people that are meant to be in your life your family your friends your significant other whoever it is will love you either way they will meet you where you're at and understand you don't have the capacity to be there for them at this moment and this that's relationships that's something like even in platonic romantic i don't care what type of relationship familial there are no, there's no such thing as 50 50 all the time sometimes you're gonna have to go 90 and someone's gonna be only able to go 10 and there's been plenty of times where i've only been able to come 10 because i'm like i am literally being a trash friend right now because i can barely show up and i'm like not communicating well because i'm a people pleaser and i don't want them to be mad and blah 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 and that's life that's fair the people that love you will love you regardless and they will understand once you communicate your boundaries and communicate where you're at okay you guys so the last talking point or the last thing i really want to bring up in this podcast this is really just like a quick catch-up I know that this was not structured. We will get some structure in this bitch one day, okay? But for now, a bitch is working full-time and just trying to do what she can. And I know that most of you understand that, if not all of you. So thank you for listening and thank you for being here thus far and putting up with my bullshit. The last thing I want to talk about is the last book I read. It was Emily Redakowski's My Body. I read this literally in two plane rides in 12 hours. It is amazing. If you haven't read it, I really highly recommend. I will go on record to say that I really just thought she was like some hot model girl. Of course, we all know her from Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines video and from Gone Girl and from just being like the hottest woman ever on Instagram. But I still wanted to read her book and somebody had actually, a TikTok creator had done like a little mini review on it and this was after we had found out that Emily's husband had cheated on her with some other model, whatever. And in the book, she does briefly, uh, excuse me, briefly mention her husband. And there is a part basically about him referencing how hot another woman was or like saying how attractive she was and how she in her own mind was like, wow, I really like, you know, shut down on some level due to like previous trauma and just the way that we all kind of internalize the male gaze. Either way, I watched the TikTok creator's review and I was like, you know what? I am going to order it. So I ordered it, started reading it. And can I first freaking say she is so articulate. She is so well-spoken and just how she speaks about how we internalize the male gaze, how we have this like societal competitiveness against other women, how we feel about our bodies and how we interpret, you know, actual feminism and sexuality of our bodies and utilize that as almost like bargaining chips as women in society. Mind blown like it's so good you guys i seriously cannot recommend it enough and i just wanted to say that i really hope that you guys do give it a read and i do hope that you guys kind of feel the same way that i felt about it it got really a lot of praise and again it just is a really amazing read if you do end up reading it please let me know in the comments um whether it's on socials whether you email me at opendialogue.pod at gmail.com as always you can always submit anonymous letters for us to review on the podcast you can always submit your feedback through that email as well i really love you guys i appreciate you guys for listening and your patience as i got this third episode out um, stay tuned for more amazing episodes where we go in-depth and have open and curated conversations with amazing creators and anybody down to your average Joe. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to Open Dialogue. I'll see you on my next episode.